We're speaking to Sandira Chetty, Farmers Weekly's digital editor. Sandira, good morning. What do you have for us in the latest edition of Farmers Weekly if we look at the news section? Hi, LCB, and to the listeners, here are the top news articles readers should not miss in the first December issue of Farmers Weekly. During the medium term budget statement, Finance Minister Enoch Godonwana announced that funding from the Department of Agriculture will go to Legal Aid South Africa to help expedite the sluggish finalization of land claims. According to Francois Rousseau, CEO of the Southern African Agri-Initiative, the organization had received numerous complaints over the years from farmers who believe that the potential sale of their farms has been hindered by unfounded or slow-moving land claims. Statistics on land claims from the Portfolio Committee on Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development showed that the total number of claims settled between 1995 and 31st March this year was 82,976 at a land cost of about 25,5 billion rand. The total cost for settling claims was about 53,3 billion rand. The ratio of awards to payments, which is either financial or land compensation, was around 50-50. Land compensation amounted to nearly 4 million hectares that had been restored. Committee Chairperson Nkosi Mandela reported that finalizing claims had, been, had become difficult since Legal Aid took over the Land Rights Management Unit in January last year, since they had been slow with appointing legal representatives for claimants. In the next article, the lychee and avocado industries in South Africa are expanding their global reach for increased exports. At the Subtrop Marketing Symposium, plans were discussed on tapping into new markets. Growing global avocado production prompted the need for sustainable pricing through the exploration of fresh markets. While lychee production in South Africa faces tough competition in the European market, efforts to enter the U.S. market have seen significant success. Bernd Ulicher, director at AgriLink, said that lychees were a niche product in the U.S. The key demographic to focus on is Chinese and Latino communities during peak seasons. Also exploring new markets, the World Avocado Organization is making strides in India. The Indian market was doubling each year. Celebrity chef endorsements and educational initiatives are driving avocado demand in India, showcasing untapped potential. And in other news, the South African pork producers organization, SAPO, has integrated artificial intelligence into its marketing processes, resulting in a 30% boost in consumer marketing productivity. Christian Zemelka, head of consumer assurance at SAPO, detailed the integration of AI, including ChatGPT, for market research, consumer trends analysis, copywriting, and recipe generation. AI-generated content adjusts tones and translates marketing material for diverse communication channels. Image generators like Majani creates visuals aiding in briefing creatives. Despite rapid AI improvements, challenges persist in generating accurate piglet images due to limited datasets. Zemelka advised other industries to adopt AI for enhanced efficiencies and cost reduction, emphasizing the need for AI policies and clear differentiation between AI-generated and handmade solutions. What can readers expect in the feature section? Fritz University PhD candidate Azra Ibrahim is researching the thermal biology and space use of puff adders in the Kalahari, funded by the Tswalo Foundation. 
Her investigation into how these ambush foraging species, such as puff adders, adapt to environmental changes, provides insights into potential climate change implications for their behavior. Ibrahim, fascinated by reptiles' resilience and behavioral adaptations to environmental shifts, emphasizes the diverse habitats puff adders occupy and their importance in regulating small mammal populations. Given the Kalahari's expected temperature increases, her research explores how rising temperatures might affect the foraging success and activity patterns of these snakes. She adds that for research purposes, puff adders are captured as needed using snake tongs. A vet then implants a transmitter and data logger into the snake, which record the snake's body temperature at regular intervals. At the end of a year, the transmitter and data logger are explanted and thermal data is downloaded. Ibrahim explains that these findings could be applied to other ambush foraging snakes, such as Albany adders or Namakwa dwarf adders. Ibrahim aims to dispel misconceptions about puff adders, advocating for their role in ecosystem balance, as snakes play a key role in regulating rodent populations. Ibrahim stresses the importance of public interest in protecting reptiles for the overall health of ecosystems and food production. And in the livestock section, this week's livestock article is about a DJ who changed careers and became a farmer. Lubabalo Nwembe, an Eastern Cape finalist for the Agricultural Research Council's National Governor Faso Yadikomo Award, shares his transformative journey from a DJ to a successful farmer. In 2017, Lubabalo, then still a full-time DJ, embraced farming when his brother offered him the chance to manage a 45-hectare farm near Tonse, Despite facing initial challenges and lacking farming expertise, Lobabalo turned the Ikasileto farm into a thriving enterprise, combining livestock and vegetable production. The farm currently houses 60 cattle, meaning Brahman types, with plans to transition to beef masters based on the guidance of the Agricultural Research Council. The ARC is assisting Lobabalo in implementing rigorous record-keeping practices and defining a breeding season for an efficient wiener production system. Beyond cattle, Lubabalo cultivates vegetables on approximately 10 hectares, focusing on crops like cabbage, spinach and chilies. The farm is also home to a small flock of boar and savannah-type goats. Lubabalo says persistent crime, including livestock and property theft, poses a significant challenge. He says society would be greatly disadvantaged without farmers. And what do you have in the crop section? In the crop section, GAE Rasmus and Sien's Budere in Filiosidor in the Western Cape Overberg won the 2A Day Award for the best income per hectare with pairs for the fourth time in five years. Achieving an average income of 363,993 rand per hectare this year, the farm also received the True Cape Award for the highest income per bearing hectare. Owner George Erasmus attributes his success with pairs to the guidance of Nico Ferreira, a production advisor from Two-A-Day's Fruitmax Agri. The farm's focus on producing 60 tons of export-quality fruit annually prioritizes consistent quality over higher volumes, preventing negative impacts on fruit size and potential alternate bearing. So how does Erasmus achieve consistent quality? Ferreira explains that it starts with the creation of large pear trees through the use of healthy, strong plant material on vigorous rootstocks such as BP1. The trees are trained to a modified central leader to ensure good light penetration at all levels. They are placed on a four-wire trellis for support and to get good tree height. The aim is to create a tree that is four meters high and three meters wide, says Ferreira. The orchards, between 13 years and 20 years old, are planted at 4,5 meters by 2 meters. 
The trend is to plant closer, which should help to increase production per hectare. Pear trees can produce good yields for more than 50 years if you look after them well, with the first few years from planting to production being the most critical. So conservation farming practices include the use of micro-sprinklers for irrigation, wheat straw mulch, and experimentation with cover crops. Pest management focuses on coddling moth and scab. Erasmus remains optimistic about the coming season, despite recent losses due to severe weather conditions, citing promising fruit quality and improved market conditions. And that was Sindira Chetty, the digital editor for Farmers Weekly.